Oh, thank you, Danny, for those kind words. Is this thing on? Am I good? <laughs> Man, uh, oh, thank you so much. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I did some research a couple weeks ago. I saw that uh, studies have shown that the average tenure of a minister is just over three and a half years. And Danny poured in and devoted his life to over 42 years. 42? Is that what we landed on? 42? I just think that is just so admirable. And I know one day Danny's going to stand before God and God is going to definitely say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's happiness. And so, Danny, I think we can say to you today as a congregation, well done, good and faithful servant, and enjoy the happiness that will be Hillier Church of Christ, your home for as long as you want. We talked yesterday, and uh, we talked about, he asked me, you know, what, uh, what do you want from me? What do you need from me? And we talked about a number of things, but I think the best thing we came up with is I'd love for him to be my friend, and I'd love to be his friend. I want to be all your friends. I want you to be my friend, and I'm looking forward to getting to know each and every one of you. Um, I apologize. I think to this side of the room, I really didn't get a chance to get over there and say hello, but I hope I can see you afterwards today and get to know you and, and all of that. But thank you, Danny, for your years of dedication and devotion and service, and I cannot celebrate that enough. And it's just amazing. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and Carmen and your family and, and uh, uh, being your friends as well. So I pray nothing but blessings in this next chapter in your life. And uh, we're here for you. So don't forget that. I, I want to thank those who also picked up the ball during this transition. Uh, the countless hours the search team spent in praying for a new minister, for reviewing resumes, for watching preachers, which I hear they're glad to be done with finally because <laughs> they watch so many of them. <laughs> uh, amen. I heard a big amen over here. Uh, for interviewing candidates, I, I thank them for that. I thank you, the management team. Uh, who will, has promised to continue their service moving forward, taking care of the business of the church and things like that. Um, I, I thank you for, for the hours spent that, that they, they have poured in. The staff that's on, on staff here, you guys, uh, thank you for continuing your ministry and making sure the church uh, moves forward and continues to offer ministries to our, our people. Um, and you, the church, for, man, praying, anticipating this new chapter in the church of, of in the life of the church thank you for uh, your prayers and all of that I want to thank Mike Bratton I know he's not here today but Mike filling in and consulting during this time of transition I got to meet with him a few times as well he has taken the interim ministry where I just came from and I think he's going to be a blessing to them I know he was a blessing to you guys and uh, thank Mike Mike for his work there as well and thank you Thank you to all of you, again, for praying for me and my family, for warmly wel welcoming us here to Hilliard. I mean, it's been overwhelming in a positive way. The, the meals, uh, the meals you've provided, the, the gift cards, uh, stopping by the house, some of you. It's been really nice to, to know that we're in this positive environment and that you love us and we love you. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what God has to do. He's got some wonderful things in store for us. I can't wait to see where he's going to lead us. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So 
Looking forward to it. I've called this morning's message, Why Am I Here? Why the heck am I here? Can I say heck from the stage? I'm sorry, I'll take that back. Why am I here? Um, back in August, uh, Dan, Dan, where are you? We, we, oh, there you're over there. Dan called me back. It was a Saturday morning. He actually sent me a message on Facebook, and it said, I want to run something by you. I knew what that was. Uh, it didn't take me a phone call to figure out what that was, but I had to hear it from his lips. Uh, but he called me later after I gave him my phone number, and, and we had kind of caught up. We, we kind of lost contact over the years after college and uh, saw each other a few times here and there, um, but kind of caught up. And then he, he said, well, at the end of this year, my dad's planning on retiring and we're going to be looking for a new minister. Would you be interested in taking the new position? I said, no, <laughs> no, I would not. I was happy where I was. A million thoughts went through my head. I don't want to leave. I love my church where I was. I, we had a great ministry. I was comfortable. Uh, I, I was just, I, I just didn't, the thought of packing up our stuff and moving again did not excite me. Uh, so I was very adamant, no, I'm not really looking, uh, but I don't know. You know, let, I, I, right then and there, my family and I did what we've always done. We prayed. We prayed throughout the whole process about what God might want for our lives. We've always prayed, Lord, lead us where you need us to be so we can serve you the best way possible for your kingdom. And that's been hard <laughs> to surrender to that prayer. In fact, I told Ted no on the phone back in September. I think he wanted to reach to the phone and strangle me by the neck. Uh -huh. But we kept praying, God, lead us where you need us to be. And so um, we're here. We're here. Um, we're here because we followed God. If you have your notes, fill in some blanks. If you don't have your sermon notes, feel free to walk to the back table there and grab a note page and a pen, and you can take some notes this morning. I won't be mad at you if you need to get up and do that. Nobody's going to judge, okay? Give you a moment to do that. But uh, take some notes. Why am I here? I'm following God. And um, Jesus had this same call when he was here in his ministry on earth. You think about some of the things he said, you know, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. He said things like, sell all your stuff, give your money to the poor, and then come and follow me. He told Andrew and Peter and James and John and Philip and Matthew, he just simply said the words, follow me. He also said, if anyone wants to serve me, then follow me. So these are words that my family and I, we've tried to live by. And, and so I believe we're here because God has led us and we're following him. Now, the bigger question that I want to answer this morning and address this morning is not just why I'm here, but why are we here? Why are you sitting in these seats this morning? Why are you in church? What's your purpose? What does God want you to do? And so I believe that we're all here this morning because in, in some way, in some big way, one way or another, we all really want to do our best to follow God. That's why we're here. We want to do what God needs us to do. I believe that's the reason we're here. But I want to give you five overarching goals that I believe 
God has called his church to do. These will be goals that will be the backdrop of everything uh, we need to do as a church here in Hilliard, Ohio. They're not just my goals. They're things I want to see happen, things that I think need to happen, because God has called us to these things out of the scriptures. And so they should be the backdrop of everything we do here at HCC. So let's answer this question. Why are we here? Let's jump in Matthew 22. Well, then we'll jump over to Matthew 28 here in a little bit. But in Matthew chapter 22, an expert in the law comes along and he asks Jesus, hey, what, what command in the law is the greatest? Fair question. Which one do I really need to be focused on? Jesus said to him, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, we're going to call this the great commandment. This is the great commandment. This, the best thing that we can do, the most important thing that we can do, most importantly and first of all, is that we need to love God. I believe we're here because we love God. And so this is, our, this is going to be our number one priority. How do we show love to God? We'll use this word worship. And worship is more than just Sunday morning. Uh, worship means that we uh, divert our attention to God. It means to focus our attention on Him. It's not just a Sunday morning thing. It's not just the music portion of our worship service on Sunday morning. It's, it's what we do throughout the worship service, but it's also something that we do every day. And if at all possible, it happens every moment of our lives. Anytime that we focus our attention on God, we're worshiping Him. Now, I do want to address Sunday morning worship. I think it's important. This is going to be the, one of the biggest things we do as a church, and it ought to be well. It ought to be done well. And so Sunday morning worship, let me say this, Sunday morning worship is so much very important. It is so important. What we do in this room, it gives us a chance to come together and to corporately show God that we love him as a body of Christ. And so going forward, I want to establish three goals. When we come together for worship, these are the three goals that I'm going to be shooting for, that I want our leadership team to be shooting for, that I want our, uh, everybody to be shooting for. As we come into this room, these three things, celebration, inspiration, and preparation. Let's talk about celebration, first of all. First of all, celebration. In Psalm 122, verse 1, David says, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Some translations say, I was glad. Not I was mad. Not, ah, uh, if I feel like it. Not, you know, ah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really want to go. Or not, I grumbled and complained because I had to go to church this morning. No, I, was, I rejoiced with these guys. I, I was so happy to be in church this morning. And so, I'm telling you what, this worship service this morning, whoo, <laughs> nice job, you guys. Uh, because it did lead us into the presence of God. That's, that's celebration. We are celebrating what God is doing in our lives. That's why we're here. So we, we want to make sure we celebrate that. It shouldn't feel like a funeral service. And man, it did not feel like a funeral service this morning. It was excellent. God is moving in our lives, and we need to celebrate that. So celebration. Number two is prepar- or I'm sorry, uh, inspiration. Inspiration. Many of you know Isaiah 40, 31, right? Those who trust in the Lord will what? We're going to renew our strength. 
I believe the worship service on Sunday morning ought to be a time for that, where we feel inspired as we walk out of here. This should be a place where, even though you might not feel like coming, maybe you didn't feel like being here, but when you leave, you're like, man, I'm glad I, I'm glad I showed up today. <laughs> even when you show up exhausted and tired, we want you to leave feeling inspired. Like you're getting your batteries recharged, you're filling up that spiritual gas tank, and you're just ready to take on that new week because God is going to do great things in your lives, okay? So inspiration. Number three is preparation. This is a place where we need to prepare ourselves to do God's work. Ephesians 4 says that we're to equip God's people for works of ministry, works of service. And so here's what I want to kind of promise you, that every time I preach, every time I put together a sermon, I want to be as intentional as I can to help you get something out of the sermon that you can use in your everyday life, including me. I want you to know when I preach, I'm preaching to me as well. I need it as much as you guys do, maybe more. (laughs) But I want to make the Bible as practical as I can so that you can understand it, so that I can understand it, so you can take it home and I can take it home and we can work on it. Because we want to live better lives for Jesus Christ. Preparation. In your sermon notes, at the bottom of the page there, there's going to be always two questions. I'm going to try to get these in every week, hopefully. These two questions are questions that shouldn't just be asked on Sunday mornings, but these should be every day of your life. When you study your Bible, when you read your Bible, when you sing worship music in your car, uh, wherever you are, you ought to be asking, what's God saying and what am I going to do about it? God is always speaking to us. He's always nudging us. Uh, as Keith said a little earlier, he's always nudging us to do something. So we need to find out, God, what are you saying to me? But man, what, what am I going to do about it? All right, so celebration, inspiration, and preparation. That's what I want our worship services to be. I pray that that's what happens. Why? Because we love Jesus, we love God, and we want to live the best lives that we can for him. Why are we here? To love God. Secondly, Jesus says you need to love people. You need to love people, and we express our love for people through acts of ministry. You might write service there as well. Ministry simply means to serve others. So we ought to be looking for ways to serve each other and to be there for each other here in the church and to serve the people in our community because the truth is everyone hurts. Everyone goes through something. Either you're coming out of something, a hurt, or you're getting ready to go into a hurt, or you're facing a hurt right now. And we need each other to pray for us, to encourage us, to help us, to lift us up when we're feeling down, whatever. Everyone is going through something. And so Jesus says in John 13, 35, he says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you what? Yeah, love. Man, if we just love each other, everyone is going to know that you're my disciple. Now, I, I think this is kind of cool because Jesus could have listed all kinds of things here to be known for. He could have said, church, I want you to have a reputation for your outstanding preacher. I want you to have this reputation of the great music that you put together on Sunday mornings. Or I want you to be known for your ornate church buildings or the clothing style that you wear. I want you to be known for uh, uh, your, your wonderful, fabulous youth programs. Instead, Jesus says, I want you to be known in this world as a people who love. I think that's amazing. Now, don't get me wrong. (laughs) 
We want Hilliard Church of Christ to be a place of good preaching, great preaching, great music. We want it to be a place of great youth programs and small groups and Sunday schools and things like that. We want everything that we do here to be excellent. But we don't want to be just known for those things. We want to be known in our community as a church that loves. We want you to feel loved and we want you to love. We want you to care for others and to be cared for. We want you to meet needs of those in your lives. But we also want to meet your needs as well. That's what we want HCC to be. So, the great commandment, it tells us we need to love God, we need to love people. Let's move to the great commission, because these kind of give us our tasks now, okay, what we're going to be about. Jesus says in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and remember I am with you always. I love this promise. He is going to be with us always to the end of the age. All right, so Jesus says, I want you to make disciples of all nations. It's kind of a big task, right? Now, we're going to sum this up in this word evangelism. Great Christian word. I'm going to throw this word evangelism around, but it just simply means that we ought to be sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone we know, our neighbors, our family, our friends, our, our uh, uh, community, our, our co-workers, anybody that we come into contact with, we ought to be sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, what's the good news of Jesus Christ? Jesus died, was buried, and after three days rose from the dead and is now seated at the right hand of God. That's the good news. That's it. That's what we need to know. Now, the good news hopefully has impacted our lives. Let me ask you, has God done great things, good things in your life? Amen. Yeah, that's great. Has God shown you grace and mercy? Has God done really, I mean, has he really done good things for you? And and are you glad about that? Whom have you told? (laughs) Because we love to share good news. I'm having a baby. I'm getting married. I'm engaged. Whatever. We, we love to share good news. Why are we holding back Jesus Christ? Oh, we shouldn't be. We need to tell everybody that we can because Jesus has made a difference in my life. He's done great things in my life. And so we want the church to keep growing. I'm praying I am praying what they prayed in the book of, or what happened in the book of Acts. I am praying that the Lord adds to our numbers daily those who are being saved. I hope you'll join me in that prayer. That's what I want to see. Not to build my ego, but to build the kingdom. All right, so we want this church to grow. There are always souls to be one for Jesus Christ. As Danny said, we need to make an impact in Hilliard. People need Jesus. Every person matters to God, and therefore every person ought to matter to us. So I know, I know there's a deep desire here at HCC to grow. I see that. That's why I think I was hired to make make that happen. God's going to do it. I'm not, but God's going to do that. I'm excited about this church. I'm excited for this church. I'm excited to see where we're going. How about you? Are you excited? Like, yeah, awesome. Now, let me say this. Let's not keep this place a secret. (laughs) All right? Let Hilliard know. 
Let Plain City know. Let Dublin know. Let Columbus know. Let the world know that Hillier Church of Christ is here for those who need Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. I love it. Number four. Jesus says we've got to baptize them. I like the word fellowship here. Fellowship. Uh, baptizing people brings people into the family of God. Fellowship is we're in this together. Um, we, again, we throw this word around, but if you see in the book of Acts, um, it says that, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, in the book of Acts, it says the early church was devoted to this thing called fellowship. They were devoted to it, like among other things, we were devoted to fellowship. But what is fellowship? Again, another Christian word we throw around, it sounds great. Yeah, we had some good fellowship, didn't we? I love that, man. What they mean is a potluck dinner. I miss those. But fellowship is beyond that. Fellowship, the best definition I have found for fellowship is two fellows in the same ship. (laughs) Now, think about this, all right? You're in New York City. You board a ship to go to London, across the Atlantic Ocean. You're in this ship with a bunch of people. Chances are you're going to have fellowship with each other. You have the same goal in mind to reach London. You're going to talk to each other. You're going to bond. You're going to say, oh, here's what we're doing. You're going to have some, the same goals together. That's fellowship. Now, I know Mike talked last week about being on the right ship. You do need to be on the right ship. I think he called it a battleship, right? Battleship and the uh, um, cruise line. Yeah, thank you, cruise ship. We all need to be in the battleship with the right job, right? So that's, that's where we need each other. And that's fellowship. We're all headed in the same direction. We all want to get to heaven. And we all have this in common that we love Jesus. And we're walking with Jesus together. And so that's what fellowship is. We have something in common with each other. 1 John 1.7 says, If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So we're walking in the light of Jesus Christ together. We have the same goals in mind. That's fellowship. And I'd love for you to be devoted to it. We need you to be present here at HCC. Uh, Those of you watching online, I don't know where the camera is. Is that it there, I think? Those of you watching online, one day I hope you'll come back, get over this whole virus thing, and uh, join us. But we need to be together in person. Did you know that there were over 30 one another commands in the New Testament that you can't do unless you're here? Did you know that? Love one another, encourage one another, build each other up, instruct one another, help each other. You, you, there's a lot of those 30 commands we can't do unless we're present. And so I want to encourage you to be here to keep tuning in online, to keep engaged with each other so that we can fulfill this thing called fellowship where we can be devoted to it. All right? Let me give you the last one. Jesus says we ought to teach them everything he's commanded us. And this is this word discipleship. And uh, uh, here's another Christian word we throw around. What's a disciple? A follower? Yeah, I like that. Teacher, uh, well, close, actually means student. A disciple is a student 
of Jesus Christ. A disciple is a learner of Jesus Christ. It's what the word means. We ought to be lifelong students of Jesus Christ. Lifelong students. Hebrews 6.1 says, hey, let's leave, let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ and, I'll paraphrase here, grow up. <laughs> we ought to grow up. We ought to mature in Jesus Christ. We ought to be like, man, just on fire so much that this sinks into our brains, it sinks into our hearts, and we become the best disciples of Jesus Christ that we can be. That's what discipleship is, maturing in Jesus Christ. And so my goal is, and I hope your goal will be, is that Hillier Church of Christ will be the most spiritually mature and the most spiritually healthy church in our community. Why is that? Because healthiness leads to growth. When you're healthy, you grow. When you're unhealthy, you die. We don't want that. When you're healthy, you grow. We want to be healthy. I think all of, our, all of us, we want our church to grow together. So, um, healthiness is, is the goal. I pray that these five goals will be your goals. Um, that we're going to be focused on these for many years to come, to come here in the future. And, and, and this is where we're going to be focused. Worship, ministry, evangelism, fellowship, discipleship. We'll come back to them time and time again. You'll hear them. This will be the backdrop of everything we do here at HCC. It's really what God has called his church to do. And I want to tell you, it really comes down to one word. It's this word commitment. Ooh, whoa, Jeremy. Be careful now. I'm overcommitted. I don't need one more thing in my life to be committed to. Yeah, you do. You need this one thing. The rest, you can just, yeah. So let me, let me sum it up this way. You need to be committed to this. That a great commitment to the great commandment to love God and love people and the Great Commission will grow a great church. Do you want to have a great church? That's how you do it. To be committed to loving God and loving people. And to be committed to becoming better followers of Jesus Christ. To be committed to telling people about Jesus Christ and growing in Him. That's why we're here. This is why we're here. This is why I'm here. Each one of us. And so I want to challenge you this morning. Keep coming to church. Keep giving generously to your church. Grow in Christ. Invite your friends to come. Invite your coworkers to come. Invite your neighbors to come. Don't let this place be a secret. <laughs> I believe we're ready to see God write a new chapter in the life of Hillier Church of Christ. Danny set it all up. We're just ready to explode. It's going to happen. I believe that's going to happen. Great things are in store. You guys sang last week. We actually sang it in our church last week as well. Greater things are yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city, in the city you live in, in the city of Hilliard. We're going to see it happen. Now, I want to invite you this morning. Um, if you haven't given your life to Christ, now's the time to do it. I want to invite you to come forward. Don't leave this place without working this out in your life. Surrender to him. Make him your Lord and Savior. Repent of your ways, the way you've been living. It's not right. You know that. I need to get better. So just say, Lord, I'm going to follow you today. I'm going to make this right. I'm going to try my hardest to live for you. Be baptized. Get rid of that sin in your life. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and just, man, get ready because God's going to do some great things. He's going to move this place and it's going to be wonderful. So I want to invite you to that this morning. Also, if, if you need a church home, we'd love to have you. 
we can meet each other for the first time. <laughs> uh, come forward, meet me up here. Let me pray for you. I believe our team's going to lead us into another song here. So let me pray for you.